Chazara of Shabbos Daf Memtes, starting from Memtes on Adalif, four lines down, Bizman Shehein Lachin. We talked about in the Mishnah various things which um, a person can do Hatzmona with them only when they are dry, but not when they are moist. And the Gemara now wants, wants to know, Eboyeduhu, here's the Shaila, Lachin Machmas Atzmon, when we talk about being moist, does that mean they are naturally moist? In other words, from perspiration, or some Roshonim learn it means, as we'll see from certain areas, it can be because they urinated, and from the urine, that's what, uh, in other words, it's a relatively natural form of moisture. It is moist because of something else. It could be you've added water, you poured water on there. Rashi understands that Lachin, and most Rishonim understand that Lachin Machmas Atman, if it's a natural moisture, that is going to be more effective than Lachin Machmas Dovarachin. And therefore the Gemara's question is, I know, I know Lachin Machmas Atman is going to be problematic, but what's the din of Lachin Machmas Dovarachin? So Toshim come and listen, we've learned Lo Beteven, Velo Bezogim, Velo Bemoichin, Velo Beasovim, not with straw, not with Zogim is uh, bits, the, the pips and uh, skins of, um, Normally it's actually the skins, as it happens, of grapes, of in what's left over in the grape press. Not with these soft bits of material. And not with grass. When they are moist. That's fine if you're going to say That fits fine if it's moist because of something else. If you say it's got to be, and only when it's because of a natural, natural moisture, so... Um, the question is, How do you get that in the case of the Moichin, or the bits of soft material? How do they have natural moisture? So the Gemara answers, We're talking about from the bits of wool which you plucked out, because you can't even shear them, because of their, their, where, where they're positioned. Which are between the Yerechaim, between the thighs of the animal. And those, as we said, will be either with the perspiration or because that's where the animal urine may have gone down there. So Bikitza, it has natural moisture there. So the Gemara asks, Vahad Tani Rabbi Yashaya. Now which Rabbi Yashaya taught, Toninim Bukusus Yavesha Uber Pedos Yaveshin. One could do Atmana with clothes which are dry and Pedos which are dry. Avalobikus Lach, Avalobi Pedos Lachin. Not which those are moist. It's got to be, if it's only when it's moisture, natural moisture, how do you find that with clothes? So the Gemara answers once again, We're talking about when the clothes are made of this wool, which is naturally moist because it's been taken from between the Yerechaim. This is the way Rashi learns up the sugya. And as I said, that's the majority of Rishonim learn it the way Rashi learns it. What's the halacha? The Gemara hasn't been posted now. It's been doicha the raya. So what's the final halacha? So if you take a look at the Chiddush Aran, Bashim the Ra'ah, he says we take on Lakuda, um, because it's really a Shali Darabonon, Hatzman is Darabonon, and therefore we take on Lakuda, that it's only if they are Lachin Machmas Atzman, but if they are Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher, then they have the din of Yavation, and it would be permitted to do Hatzman over them before Shabbos. Furthermore, says there are another raya that we pass in the Kula. And that is from the fact that if you can't be patient with an absolute raya, so let's take a look at the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah starts off, Toimenin Bekasus over Paris. That's the beginning of the next Mishnah. You could do Hatzmono with Kasus and Paris. And it doesn't differentiate and say, only if they are Yevashim, but not if they are Lachim. Lechera, that's a steer to what we just learned, the Tony Rabbi Ashaya. 
says that all it must be that the Mishnah, because Lachin means only Lachin Machmas Atmon, that's something which is not Shechia. How often do you get Kasus? Kasus, which is Lachin Machmas Atmon. It's not very Shechia. Therefore, the Mishnah doesn't bother to tell you something which is not Shechiach to say, but you can't do it with Kasus if it's Lachin, because Lachin there means Lachin Machmas Atmon, which is not Shechiach. And presumably, once we say that, we don't, we don't bother differentiating with Perisai. But if you say it's Lachin Machmas Dovaracha, so why does the Mishnah not make the differentiation which the Tony Rabbi Shaya made? The Emesis, Toysus already picks up on this seeming stira between the Tony Rabbi Shaya and the, the next Mishnah. And Toysus says, no, Elocham, it's actually a Machlekes. But the Toysus Rid says there's no Machlekes. Because our Mishnah, the Mishnah which is to come, is not talking about Lachin, it's only talking about Yavashin. Which seemingly is the way the Ra'ah goes. The Ra'ah is going with the same answer that the Mishnah, the next Mishnah for some reason is only dealing with Yavashin. Says the Ra'ah, why is it only dealing with Yavashin? The Teret is, because the Lachin must be Lachin Machmas Atzmon, which is something which is not Shechia, at least with Iksus, and therefore it does not bother to mention it. That's the Shitta of the Ra'ah. What is interesting is, that the Rosh, the Rosh also passes the i.e. only Lachin Machmas Atzmon. Why? Because it said there are bonons, therefore we pass in the Kuda. But he does not bring the second reason, i.e. based on the next Mishnah, about Baba Shein Shchiach, etc. Why not? I believe the reason is, because if you take a look at the Tosus Horosh, the Tosus Horosh says exactly like Tosus, i.e. that the Mishnah to come argues with Rabbi Yeshaya, i.e. the Mishnah to come holds, then you could do Hatzmono, Bixus, or the Peiros, even Lachin. But in which case, the whole Raya of the Ra'ah, to do with Dovah, Shein Eshchiach, falls out the window. So what we're basically saying is, that the Ra'ah goes together with the Tosus Rid, which says there's no Machlokas between the Tony Rabbi Shai and the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah is only dealing with Yavashin. Why? Says the Ra'ah, because Lachin Machmas Atzman is something which, which is not Shchiach. Whereas the Rosh goes together with Tosus, which is that there's actually a machlokas between the Tani Rabbi Shaya and the Mishnah. But Lemaisa, it doesn't really make a difference. In terms of our question here, it must be Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher, at least because we say Sophic Dirabon on Dukura. This is something which I don't think we mentioned in the Shir. This whole thing I want to tidy up a little bit, and that's one point I wanted to just add in. The Rambam, however, learns not like that. The Rambam in that, when we talk about Lachin, it means even if they're Lachin Machmas Atzmon, that already is problematic. It's Mashma Kol Shekein, Kol Shekein if it's Machmas Dovar Acher. In other words, Lachin Machmas Atzmon is not as heat efficient, generating heat efficient, I should say, as Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher, the opposite of Rashi. And the, the basis it says from Pirisha Mishnah is, it's Mashma not like that, much more like Rashi. I'm not absolutely convinced, but you can take a look for yourself, see what you think. Uncle Ponin, what you see is that the Rambam is being critic on these Rishonim in two respects. Number one, he's saying Lachin Machmas Atzmon is less efficient than Lachin Machmas Dovar And number two is he's Paskind, if the Gemara is not Peshit Ashaida, he's Paskind, both are problematic, i.e. he has Paskind the Khumra. Says the Lechem Mishnah, why? The Teretz is because if you can't be Poshit the Shailah, let's go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Lachin Stam. 
Lachin Stam is, if you don't differentiate, is Mashman and Mado. It doesn't matter to us why they are Lachin. Whether they are, na- whether they are naturally moist or whether they're moist because of an outside source, it makes no difference. It's the same sort of thing as we had when it came to Gephas at the beginning of the Perek. The same thing there, the Raman Paskin the Khumra, despite the fact you'd expect him to Paskin the Kudah, because it's in Eboyah the Ifshita, and the Chidusha Ranaidim Yuchosin brings from the Rabbeinu Yoyna there. The reason is, same thing, because if the Mishnah is not says Stam Gephas, and you can't prove one way or the other, Stam Gephas will include both Shumshumin as well as Zaysin. Um, L'chaira, we can also say another reason why the Raman passes the again similar to what we have with the Gephas, and that is, like the Kesav Mishnah brought that, I think I may have said at the time it was the Magad Mishnah, if in which case it will be a slight correction now, it's the, the Kesav Mishnah, who says that Hatzmono is always more Chomor because it's very close to a, to a Da'iraisa, and therefore we treat it as a Da'iraisa. Akhoponim, that's the Shitta of the Raman. How do we Paskin? You take a look in Shulchan Aruch, Reish Nun Zayn, Sif Gimel, he's soising. Just says Lachin. Says the Mishnah Brura, it's Mashmah, he passes like the Rambam, i.e. Lechumra. It makes no difference whether it's Lachin Machmas Atzmon, or Lachin Machmas Tovar Acher. Lechairah, um, Lechairah, the reason for that is like this. I would assume is like this. Lechulei Almo Machmas Atzmon is going to be problematic. According to Rashi and the other Rishonim, because Lachin Machmas Atzmon is definitely problematic, because it's more heat effective. Um, and according to the Raman, even though it's less effective, the Raman has passed in the Chumrah. So Lachin Machmas Atzmon is definitely going to be awesome. When it comes to Lachin Machmas Tovar it's a bit like a Svek Sveiko. It's a Sofeik where the Machmas Tovar Acher is more effective or less effective. The Raman holds it's more effective. And even if you want to hold it's less effective, you got a machlok to show whether we pass in the kula or the chumra on this ibayadula ifshita. Maybe that's part of the cheshbon in the base yosef's going the chumra here. Just one final point, and that is the chasm sefer. The chasm sefer just said, if you want to know, just to wrap this up, what pushed the Rambam to learn that machmas dovar acher is more effective than lachin machmas atzmon? He says he thinks that the the pshat may be like this. The Gemara is trying to work out, is it Lachim Machmas Atman? Is it Lachim Machmas Tovarache? He says, I can prove it to you. I can answer the question. What's my proof? You'll note that the, we make a chiluk between Lachim and Yuvashim. Why don't we make a difference between Lachim Machmas Atman and Lachim Machmas Tovarache? Why didn't the Gemara suggest that as a proof to prove that it's only one type of Lachim and not the other? Says the Chasm Sofer, I can answer that question. Because remember, it's posh to us that Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher is definitely forbidden. So therefore you'd be saying like this. When do we say that you can't do Lachin? That's only with Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher. But Lachin Machmas Atzmon, that's mutter. Well, you know why we don't make that chiluk? Because Lachin Machmas Atzmon is a Dovash in a Shechiyah. So we're not looking for a Dovash in a Shechiyah. That's why we go to Yevashin. Yevashin is something which is Shechiyah. That's why we make the chiluk like that. Oh, but if you go like Rashi, that we take on is a double portion that Lachin Machmas Atzmon is the, the one which is forbidden. So then why didn't it say? Why didn't the Gemara bring this as a right? I can prove to you that there's no difference between why it's Lachin. Because otherwise, why didn't the Mishnah, why don't we say, which is a double which is even more Shekhiach, that's permitted. The fact that it didn't make that Chiluk, must be that it makes no difference why it's lacking, it's always forbidden. Why didn't the Gemara bring that as a raya to answer it shayla? 
must be, because as we said, Lachin Machmas Dovar Acher is the one which is definitely Osir, like the Rambam. And that's why you can't bring it as a proof, because what's it going to say? Which is something which is in a shchiach is mutter. Well, that's why we don't make it because it's dovah shein That's why we stick to the chiddush between lachin and yivashin, and the gemara can't prove anything from that. That says the chasm sofer is the reason why the the uh, Ramam learns the way he does. Let's continue on now into the next mission. As we've said, tominin beksus or beperos. You could do atzmona with the with the ksus with the clothes and the and the and the peros, the fruit, the produce. As we've explained, machlekas. Uh, Tosus and Tosus Rib, where it's arguing with Rabbi Yeshaya. Then we continue on. We say, Bekamfe Yono. You can do um, Hatzmono, Bekamfe Yono, with the feathers of a, or the, the feathers and the, the wings, I suppose, is even bigger, but the feathers of a, of a dove. Uven Neseres, and Lahalokha, by the way, Tzhuadin, with other birds. Uven Neseres, Shal Kharoshim, with the, the sawdust of uh, the bits which come off from uh, carpenters when they saw the wood. And with the combings of flax, dakot, it's very fine. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, and others, even if it's very fine, Rabbi Yehuda forbids it if it's dakot, because that's very, very, that will actually add heat. And he permits it if it is gasa, if it's very coarse. Says the Gemara, Omer Rabbi Yanai, said Rabbi Yanai, Tzfilin tzrichin gufnoki ke elisho baal kenofayim. To wear tzfilin, one needs to have a clean body, like elisho baal kenofayim. Um, we'll see the story about the Sashem soon with Elisha Barkanopayim. Uh, an amazing miracle happened to him. As Tosfa says, the fact that a miracle happened to him over Tfilin must be he was very, very careful about the Mitzvah of Tfilin. And hence that's why the Nase happened to him. So he must have had a very, very good Guf Noki. And so do we must be careful to have a Guf Noki when wearing Tfilin. So the Gemara, Gemara wants to know, Mahi, what is this Guf Noki that we need? So Abaye Omar Abaye says, Shalei that one, you've got to be very careful not to uh, pass wind with them. In other words, only put on the tefillin if you can be certain that if a person needs to pass wind, he'll be able to take them off in time, he'll be able to guard his body. Rava or my Rava said, Shadayi Shambayim. No, Rava said, the way Rashi learns it, the way Rashi learns it is, nah, Rava says, everyone can be on guard. Um, Yeah, everyone can be on guard that he won't pass wind. Yeah, that's posh. What you've got to be careful is that you won't fall asleep. Because that's something which just happens like that. Um, and therefore a person... But if a person can guard himself that he won't fall asleep, everyone can be on guard that they won't come to pass wind. That's the way Rashi learns it. Tosis is mushroom to me a little bit the other way around. That, that, that robber is not the makel. Robber is the mathman. In other words, Abai, if you look at Tosis, I think it's Abai Omar... He's saying, Abayi says that people wouldn't fall asleep. He says, no, it's so rare. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. What you've got to worry about is being careful not to pass wind. Whereas Robert says, no, even, even falling asleep, you've got to be doubly careful. In other words, Abayi seems to be saying, it's already a gazera elixir. Because what's the problem if you fall asleep? You may pass wind. That's one of the problems, at least. So we're worried you may fall asleep. And in the unlikely event you're going to fall asleep, maybe you'll pass wind. I'm not worried about that. Robert's worried, worried even about that. That's the way Tosfus explains it. Perhaps Hashem will come back to that. that. You know what, I'll mention it now. Because the interesting thing is, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam seems to pass in like a bay. The Loshan of the Rambam is, Tefillin, Tzrichin, uh, where's the Loshan? He says, Tefillin, Tzrichin, Gufnoki, it's Parag Dalat, Halachat, Esvav, 
But the Emma says, if you look at what the Raman continues on with, the Raman continues on, he says, therefore, it's forbidden to sleep with them. Yeah, the people of Osulishan by them. What's the therefore? The Teretz is, I think, that the Ramam learns like Rashi, not like Tosus. The Ramam learns like Rashi, meaning to say that Rava is coming to be Mekel, not to be Machne. He's saying, as long as you can be certain you won't fall asleep with them. You don't have to worry about, maybe I'm going to come to pass wind. You don't have to worry. Everyone can, can control themselves on that. So, Oibazai, the Ramam saying, What's the Gufnaki? Gufnaki means that a person doesn't pass the wind. The Shida is just, what is it that I've got to be concerned about? Abayi says, you've got to be concerned, even when you're awake. So you're going to be able to control yourself. Rava says, nah, everyone, everyone can control themselves. You've got to be concerned that you won't fall asleep. That's what you've got to be concerned about. So in which case, the, actually, the Rambam is explaining like Rava. He's saying, What is a Gufnaki? It's the same thing, that a person won't pass wind. Therefore, since a person, it's forbidden for a person to pass wind whilst wearing tefillin, says the Rambam, it's forbidden to fall asleep. Because when you're asleep, you won't be able to control yourself. That is the pshat in Gufnaki. You've got to be so careful, since it's forbidden to fall asleep, make sure you're not going to fall asleep. So that's what, that's what the Rambam means to say, like Rava. That's all included in the Gufnaki. In other words, even the Rava agrees, the words Gufnaki mean not passing wind. There's nothing uh, not clean about falling asleep. It's what happens when a person falls asleep. And the Lefichoch, that's pshat in Rava. Rava saying, since you have to have a gufnoki, when you're awake, there's nothing to be worried about. Everyone can control themselves. It's when you're asleep, when you can't control yourself, that's the thing to be more concerned about. No, because the Ramam is actually, I think, therefore coming out like Rava. That's one point. Another point, says Tosus. Tosus says, you know, I've noticed, says Tosus, nowadays people are not so careful about the mitzvah wearing tefillin. And they say, this is, Tosus as explained by the Maharam, the whole Mahalich there, they say the reason is because we're concerned maybe we won't be able to have a gufnaki. So, Tosus, that's not really a valid reason because everyone can have a gufnaki. If you're careful, you can have a gufnaki. You want to know why people are, aren't so careful about the mitzvah? It's because Chazal have already warned us. If you're not Moisa Nefesh for a mitzvah, Bishar Sashmat, when the Romans and people like this try and stop us doing the mitzvahs, it will not be kept for future generations. It will become There'll be a rifyon. That's the real reason. Says Tosfos. You may say, according to this, does this mean Chasvashonim that Klal Yisrael, who are not putting on tefillin, are Poshe E Yisrael Begufon? Poshe Yisrael Begufon, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yudzayin. It's a terrible, terrible thing. These are people, there's a Karkafta Dila Monach Tefillin. It's a head which does not put tefillin on it. Although the rif says that means they've never put on tefillin, the gears that we've got is no karkafta de la monach bot tefillin. It's pshat that somebody who does not put on tefillin, that's karkafta de la monach bot tefillin. It doesn't mean it could be possibly even every day. You've got to put it on at least for a moment every single day. We'll discuss that soon, Bezos Hashem. So, chas v'shalom says, 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 no. Poshe Yisrael Begufa means people who do it pshia. They do it out of a spirit of rebellion. They mock the mitzvah. The people who do it because genuinely they think they may not be able to control their body. They may be wrong. 
But that's not Peshi'i Yisrael B'Gufon. That's not Peshi'i Yisrael B'Gufon. It's interesting, it's, it's, not, it's not my kasha, it's the, the kasha being points out in Mishmeris Moed, that's Moshe Moed Chaykar, that to, it's clear in like the Rosh and Rosh Hashanah, but Tosus here as well, he sort of goes from one extreme to the other. He could just say, anyone who's not doing out of a spirit of rebellion, it could be out of laziness, but as long as it's not out of a spirit of rebellion, that's not Peshi Yisrael B'Gufon. So you could say he's just saying, it's only Peshi Yisrael B'Gufon if it's out of a spirit of rebellion, but over here it's not. Not only is it not rebellion, it's not even laziness. They genuinely think they can't. You could say that's probably the posh of Peshat. We may suggest the Peshat in it later on. But let's move on. So says Tosus, and he finishes off, and says, that which it says in the Medrash, the Yerushalmi, which says, um, why is it that we're not Muxak in the midst of the It's because of the Ramoyim. Don't think, says Tosus, that means to say that we don't put on the Tefillin because of cheaters. No, no, no. What it means to say is, this is what, what, what Tosus explains, because of Ramoyim, who um, put on Tefillin to cheat people, in other words, they say, look how from I am, I wear tefillin all day, something like that. Because of that, we don't, we're not machsik people, we don't give people a cheskas kashras just because they wear tefillin all day. That doesn't mean anything. But it doesn't mean to say that's why, coming back to this question, why are we not machsik in tefillin? The terrorists is because we weren't most nefesh for the midst of Sertosis. The Peshat and Yerushalmi is something else, because there was a story with somebody who gave over money to somebody to look after, and when he came to get it back, the person said, he denied ever, ever, ever having received it. So the, so the, um, so the, the Talmud who gave it to him said, I didn't give it to you, I gave it to your tefillin. In other words, I assume because you wore tefillin, you were, you were a muxik in that mitzvah, you're a trustworthy person. So in other words, don't trust people just, just because they put on the black boxes. That's what the Yerushalmi means. He's coming now, Fuki, from, a, from another Peshat, which is actually the, the, the Rabbeinu Yerucham. The Beisiyah brings the Rabbeinu Yerucham and says, because in order that people shouldn't, um, think, you know, I could just put on tefillin and I'll be trusted as a very trustworthy person. Because of that, that's why we don't put on tefillin all day. That's not why we don't put on tefillin, that's why we don't put on tefillin all day. We just put it on, bishas tefillin. That's how the Rabbi Yerucham explains it. But that's not, as I said, that's not what Tosfus is, uh, is, um, is saying. We actually added another um, little bit of an aspect as to possibly why people don't put on tefillin all, at least all day, is the Me'iri actually explains gufnoki, a little homiletically as well, he says that pshat is you've got to have a gufnoki means you've got to be clean of hirhurim, you've got to be clean of alderos. The way we explained it is, as the Gemara says in Brochus, that you... Says the God, not Eilut Finish Alarish, not Eilut Finish Alarish, Eilut Finish Shaborish. You've got to internalize the message of the Tfilin. As he puts it, you says, as Meiri puts it, you shouldn't be a Rosh of Sadik. You shouldn't be transgressing Be using the Mitzvah Tfilin for your own benefit. We said it's interesting. Would that even incorporate people who on Cholamayit put on Tfilin? In order not to be over on those do they're dominating in a minion where there are only tefillin wearers. So what they do is they put on the tefillin with a chatzitza. Is that playing games with tefillin? You're using it just, you could say, it's protected, so there shouldn't be no do. Or do you say, no, no do means you should put on tefillin, just go, if, especially if that's the men I come and put on the tefillin and finished. I know Rabbi Shmuel Vosner doesn't like it. That, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. He, he feels that you're playing games with tefillin, 
it's it's not a cover with the tefillin. And I just wonder if it it's it's obviously it's stretching a little bit what the Mary is saying, but I wonder if it comes into the same sort of thing. You, you're putting on tefillin, giving the impression, ah, oh, look, I'm wearing tefillin, even though obviously you're not trying to do it to look like a tzaddik. You're doing it because you don't want to be over on those is good. On the contrary, you're trying to do it to 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 protect, uh, not not to be on on a, on, a, on an isadayraisa. But soft goes soft. Is that playing? With with tefillin, I don't know. I, I wonder. I wonder based on this maybe whether whether that's a consideration. As I said, I know Rabbi Shmuel Vosna is is concerned. I don't think he quotes this maybe. Maybe he does, but um, but Al Kaponim come back to that. Maybe that's why people don't wear tefillin all day. A bit like as I said, the briskerov he would take off the tefillin straight after davening because he was worried about hesachadati. So if you wear it just for when you have to wear tefillin, it's a bit like people who who on on Pesach, contrary to the Gaon who says you should. You should uh, eat as many kazesim of matzah as you can. They bedafka, they only eat the minimal amount that you have to eat because of chashash. Maybe they'll be chomit, says. Two different approaches to the mitzvah. And once again here, the mitzvah, the approach of the garments fits fit in, is where it's every single moment you can. This is brought in the Bi'alacha. The Bi'alacha says that according to the Prima Godim, if a person goes a whole day without wearing to fit in, he's been mavat the mitzvah. But if he puts it on, even just for just a moment, He's ready to be Mekhan the Mitzvah. But Mitzvah Minah Mokha is to wear it all day. The more you wear it, the better. The Yeshua Siyakov holds Minah Torah, you have to wear it all day. That's what the, the Eli Rabba brings. S- similar to that, he says, if a person knows, he can be careful, Altskufnoki, and the Bi'alokha adds Mitzvah Hesachadas, at least he knows he won't come to Kalisroish and Shchik, etc. He then, he should try and wear it to all day. The Gaon says, same thing. So you're worried about, no, you are, it looks like I'm showing off. Okay, so just wear the Shaliyat. And even better, make a small shell rosh and you cover up the ritzuas. As, as the Bi'alokha finishes off, he says, it brings Rabbi Zerob, Amerachta Yomim, Shalalachti, Bitzferit, Tzferin, Daladamis, but as he says, somebody who can be Mekai in the Mitzvah, it should be basically Ashrei Chalko. What a lucky man he is. That is Tosus Dibar Hamaschil Ke'elisha. Tosus in Dibar Hamaschil Abaye, he, um, Finishes off and says, "Don't think that Abaye, um, who says Shleiyafiyachman, is not worried about falling asleep. Dainu the heels, you can fall asleep. It's finished. Chas v'shalim. It's a mafurah shukamara. It's sukkah. This says you can't fall asleep in tefillin. Bein shenas alai, bein shenas kavah, bein shenas alai. Even just to take a nap, even just to slumber for a little bit. And we raised the question. We didn't really deal with it so much, and I want to actually deal with it now. And that is, but that's not what we say there." On the contrary, the Gemara in Sukkot goes the following. It says there's a three-way stira. One brayzer says you can sleep with tefillin, both shinas kavah and shinas arai. Another brayzer says not at all, not shinas kavah, not shinas arai. And then there's a middle brayzer which says shinas kavah also, shinas arai is mutter. So the Gemara says what's going on? So the Gemara answers it depends on what you're doing. If you're holding the tefillin in your hands, so we're worried if you fall asleep you may drop them, so then you can't sleep at all, even shinas arai. If you're wearing them on your head, then Shinas Arai is allowed. We're not worried just with Shinas Arai. Shinas Kabah is forbidden. And then if you cover them with a the scarf, there's a, that's the third one, which is not our sugar, then it's more to even Shinas Kabah. That's the way Rashi explains it there. So what, what's Tosus quoting it? Binge, we're talking about sleeping here. It's not also even Shinas Arai. Shinas Arai is Mutter. And I found the question is asked. But the MS, <coughs> the MS, the most simple answer would seem to be the following. The run notes that the riff does not bring those three brises and so he doesn't bring it there, doesn't bring it here, doesn't bring it. And 
He says, says the Ram, must be, do you know why? Because Rava says over here, Shalom Yishan Bohem. Good knock means you're not allowed to sleep with them. even Shina Sarai. So obviously Rava is going connect that Gemara, or in other words, it seems to be a Machlik Sasugis, and we pass Kanai Rava. Says the Ravid, very, very good. Even if the Halacha isn't strictly speaking like Rava, but the mice in practice we have to take on like that, because do you know what's what's going to be exactly Shina Sarai, not Shina Kavar, where to draw the line? Therefore you shouldn't sleep with them at all. That's what the Ram with the Ravid says. But if you look at the Rambam, you'll see the Rambam has a different Mahalik in the Gemara and Sukkah. The Rambam, clearly, he says you're not allowed to sleep with them when you're wearing them. Exactly as Tosus quoted it. What's going on there? The Teret is like this. The Rambam learns the answer is, and the Gon says, actually, if you look at the order of the Gemara there, it fits better with the Rambam. Fits better than the way Rashi explains. That's what the Gon says. He says like this. If you're wearing them, then both Shinas Kavar and Shinas Arai is also. You know where he gets that from? Presumably Al Gamora here, because that's what Rava says. Shalayishan Bohem. Now you don't have a steer between the two circuits. When the Gamora says Biyad, Ha Biyad, it means when it's wrapped around your hands, so then it can't fall. So you're not wearing them, so you don't have to worry about Shamiyofi Akbohem. You don't have to worry about them falling because they're wrapped around your hand. Abad of the Ramam agrees, if they're not wrapped around your hand, then you can't fall asleep at all. That's the Gamora in Brothers. But they're wrapped around, and that's what the Gemara means, Hobiyad. And therefore you can sleep with them, even Shinas Kavar. And then the last one, as I said, is to do with the scarf. That's what he'll say that's the middle one. That's the way the Rambam learns the Gemara over then. <coughs> and that's what I found, the, K- the Kesem Mishnah points this out. The Basiyote points this out. That's the way the Rambam learns the Gemara in Sukkah. And seemingly, <coughs> sorry, seemingly that's the way Tosfus learned the Gemara there as well. That's what Tosfus is saying over here. The Rabbi agrees with that. As the Gemara says in Sukkot, Bein Shinas Kavavi like the Rambam learns it. And then if we take a look at the Rashba, the Rashba is also Mashma like that. And perhaps the biggest Raya that the Rashba learns like that is, because, number one, as I said, because he writes exactly like Tosus, but more than that, he doesn't mention the stereo between the two Gemaras, between Sukkot and the Gemara over here, like the Ram does. And said, oh, well, the riff obviously passed it. No, he doesn't mention it. You know why? Because there is no steer between the two Gemaras. Because the Rashba learns like the Rambam. And therefore, both the Gemara in Sukkah and the Gemara over here is learning that Benshin is Kavar, Benshin is Salai is forbidden when you are wearing this fillet on your head. I have actually found the Rashash Toibosh at the back of the Gemara. He says the same thing. He says the Tosus is learning like the Rambam and he's been signed to the Rashba. He's been signed to the Rashba. The interesting thing is, the Tosus Harosh also write, writes like Tosus. Bainu, don't think that Abaye, that Abaye um, holds its mud to sleep with them. No, Abaye, you can't sleep with them. But he says, all he says is, Uchadetanyo Basukha, as we learned in Abaye and Sukha. But he does not write, the also Lishon, Bitzvah, Meishinat, Kavah, Meishinat, Sarai. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because the Rosh in Brochus, Perek Gimel, Simon Chavches, explains the Gemara in Sukha like Rashi. That when they're in your hands, then it's forbidden also Shinasarai. But when they're on your head, it's mutter to sleep Shinasarai. So that's why he doesn't refer you to the, like Tosus does, because it's not so simple. The Kabar and Sukkah, you've got to look at it. There's a difference between Shinasarai and Shinas Kabar. That's all he's saying. Don't think that Abayah just permits one to fall asleep as you wish. There's halakhas about sleeping with Tzfilin. Uchadatanya Basukah. That's why he stops at that. <coughs> We continued on just very briefly and we, we pointed out Rashi and Brochus, Chav Gimel, the top of Omid Beis there, 
He says, but a Yishamah, and you're not allowed to sleep with them. He says, you know why? Two words. Shema Yopiach. Maybe a person will pass wind. And it's a very big problem. Because that bright which the Gemara is talking about there is Velo Yishamah, is Lo Shinas Kavah, Velo Shinas Harai. Lefi Rashi, the way Rashi explained the Gemara in Sukkah, in two places in fact, Lo Shinas Kavah, Velo Shinas Harai, is not because of Shema Yopiach. That's when you're holding them in your hand. That's the shit of the Rambam. The way the Rashi is explained it over there, brothers, is like the Rambam. Rabbi Kvega leaves it Tzorachim. The Gaon changes and says, Rashi, it should say Shema Yapil. Maybe he'll cause them to fall. The, the Kapas Tomorrow Mitzuka says, seemingly Rashi in Brochus, for some reason, took on the shit of the Rambam. Tzorach why? Why suddenly did he take on like the Rambam? I wanted to say, but, as I said in the shade, Baderach Pilpul, but I think it could have, it could well be MS, I don't know. I wanted to suggest the following. The Gemara in Brachas, that Brachas there is talking about there, is various things one can't do whilst wearing tefillin. And one of the things is this thing about not sleeping with them. And another one is to do with not um, excusing oneself whilst wearing the tefillin. So the Gemara says, in fact it's Rava there who's speaking, Rava says, ah, that Brachas which you're quoting is Beishamah. But according to Beis Hillel, it's to do with, as I said, the halach of excusing oneself, that's the whole sugi there. According to Beis Hillel, it's different. Now, before we go further in the Gemara, Rabba could say that, so too the halacha of not sleeping whilst wearing the tefillin, is really a chashash shemayopiach bohem. I have got a brisa in Sukkot which says you can sleep shinas kavah, sorry, shinas but not shinas kavah. I'll tell you, that's Beis Hillel, and this price is Beis Shammai. I've already proven to you this price is Beis Shammai, because of a different halacha. Fine. Then the Gemara continues on, and that's why Rashi says, Shema Yofiach, because it's Beis Shammai, not Beis Hillel. According to Beis Hillel, Enachanami, we're not worried about Shema Yofiach if it's only Shina Sarai, but Beis Shammai are. Enachanami, the Gemara then continues on, and it rejects it, and it proves, no, this price is Beis Hillel. But I would like to suggest that Rashi holds that Rava will stand by what he said. The Hainu. He will say, I mean, this is not absolutely Mokhak, you have to go with this last part, but this is what I would like to suggest. That Rava will stand by what he said, and in fact, the reason why I'm saying this is because of Alkamora here, as you'll see in a second. And that is to say that the Brysa is still talking about when you're wearing them. And the Brysa still means you can't wear them, Lushinus Kavala, Lushinus Sarai, because Shema Yofiach. This is Rava's Shitta, not the Gemara and Sukkah. And with Taka Rava holds that it's based Hillel now, and Achanami, and even based Hillel hold, you cannot sleep with them, Rishinas Kavav, Rishinas Now, going to the Gemara in Sukkot, when Rava Taka gave an answer there, suggesting, if you look at Rashi there, Rashi in Rava says that you can wear the Tzvin and Shinas Arai, not Shinas Kavah, because we're only worried about Shema Yopiach with Shinas Kavah, that was Rava in the Habamina when he wanted to say that the Brisa was Beishamai, but according to Beis Hillel, you can wear them Shinas, Shinas Arai. That was Rava in the Habamina. Then when the Gemara goes on and gives this whole, this answer about the three-way, three-way steer in the Brisa, that's not in Rava. That's in a body, there could be something else, that's, that's the Gemara's answer, but Rava doesn't hold with that. Aliba de Mascano, that the Brisa, which says, Lo Shinas Shinas Arai, is based Hillel and Ochanami. Rava will retract all his words in that Gemara and Sukkah. And where do we see that? And what pushed Rashi to say all of this? 
The Teretz is the Gemara over here. Because what does Rav say over here? Shaloi Yishon Mohen. Mashma even Shinas Kava. Even Shinas Arai. Sorry, even Shinas Arai. What's going on? The Teretz is because Shitas Rav is not like the Gemara in Sukkot. Rav's personal Shita is Loi Shinas Kava. Why? Because that b'risa, which says Loshinas Kavah Loshinas Arai, is talking about when it's on your head. And in the Havanah, I thought that was Beishamah, not Beishelel. Hence my comments in Sukkot. But in our once it was a Tufta, Omar Rav Sheshes, Omar Rav, Omar Rav Sheshes. He retracted and he says even it must be Beishelel. And even when you're wearing it, Beishinas Arai is forbidden. And therefore, that's why Rav makes his statement over here. And that will answer up that will answer up everything. So you may ask, what does Rava then do with the steer between the three way price? You know what? You can have that kasha even according to the Rick anyway. The Rick who says, well, we pass it out. Well, Rava says here, don't worry about the Gomorrah and Sukkah. We'll have to deal with that steer differently. Maybe he'd answer up like the Raman learns the Gomorrah and Sukkah. In other words, even though Rashi learns the Gomorrah and Sukkah differently, but he'll say that Rava will give the answer to the three prices like the Raman did. That Biyad, the one which is Matir, Benchines Kalah, Benchines Sarai, Tomaman is wrapped around your hand, etc., etc. The next Tosfus, which says, Shalom Bohem, then says that, why can't I sleep with them? Either because, Shemayofiach, and then he says another thing, because we're worried about Hesachadas. So we see here that when a person sleeps, that a person will have Hesachadas, because he's not thinking about the Tzvillin. This is not like the shift of the Tamid Rabbi Yonah in Brachas, who asks, how can we allow a person to sleep Shinasarai? We've said you can sleep Shinasarai with Tzfilin, according to the Gemara and Sukkah. How can we allow that? Why are we not worried about Hesachadas? Says the Tamid, say the Tamid Rabbi Yonah, from the Ramam I learnt an answer. What's that? That Hesachadas means when a person is in a mode of Kalis Rosh and Tzachik. But if a person is in a state of Yira, he could be also and other things, and he's not actually contemplating the tefillin at the time. It doesn't matter. That's not Hesachadas. On the contrary, he says, therefore, when you're sleeping, you've forgotten all about the Havrei Oilon. You're in more of a state of Yira than any other time, possibly. Therefore, there's no Hesachadas. That is the shit of the Tamidir Rabbi Yonah there, and therefore, while, while sleeping, there's no Hesachadas. And the Rosh and Brochus brings the Tamidir Rabbi Yonah as well. Comes along the Shagas Ari and says, I don't know what he's talking about in terms of the Rambam. On the contrary, from the Rambam, it's Mashma the other way around. The Ram says, somebody who's mitzta'em. Somebody who doesn't have yeshavadas. He can't put on the tefillin. Do you know why? He's potchman tefillin. Because osr lo'edol siyach da'atameyam. Because he can't have asgadas. Another halacha the, Ram, the Raman brings. I'll do it this way around. There's a Ramban in Teirah Sa'odon. Brought in the Torah in Yeridea. Where the Ramban says, we'll come back to the Ram in a second. He says, do you know why an Ovel can't wear tefillin on the first day? At least he can't wear tefillin. Because it's forbidden to be Messiah Das from them. And since the Ovel, he's, it's the time of Bechi and Hesper, he won't be able to have concentrate on the tefillin. Is there Kalis Rosh there? So you may say, okay, that's the shit of Ramban. He disagrees. The problem is, the tour brings the Ramban, that Ramban in Yeridea. And the tour in Arachayim, he says, what is Hesachadas? When you're in a state of Schoik and Kalis Rosh, like the Tamidir Rabbein Yuna. How do the two go together? How do the two go together? Moreover, in Urachayim, the Tur brings the Ramam we mentioned above, about Mitzvah. What is going on in there? 
How can you pass an order then? Another problem the Shai Gisari has got is, we know there's a halacha brought in the Ram, but it's a Gemara and Yomar. We learn from the Sitz, you have to be in the Mashmish Bitfin, you have to feel the Tfilin. Why? So you don't have Hesachadas. So he says, according to the Tamil Dirabim, you have to learn Shatis, so that by being a Mashmish Bitfin, I won't come to forget that I'm wearing Tfilin, and then I may come to Kalis Rosh. Doesn't like it. He says, Mashmam, much more, like the Ramban, the Posh Bishat, which is Hesachadas means you forget you're wearing the Tfilin. So you've got to be a Mashmish to remember that you're wearing the Tfilin. And therefore, he says the Ikka, he's got one or two other kashas, and he says the Ikka, therefore, is like the Ramban, and the Ramam, as he understands it, the Chumrah, that Hesachadas, which is forbidden with Tzfilin, is any time you forget that you're wearing Tzfilin. The answer for the Talmud Rabbeinu seems to be as follows. If you actually look at the Rambam, you'll see the Rambam, which he refers to, which is in Perikdalat Halachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
But that's not relevant. That's what, I wouldn't call it that type of uh, Pesach Adas, but that idea is not relevant to what the Tami Dirabinian are talking about. Because they are talking about somebody who has no outside sort of influences of Tsar, emotions or anything which are stopping him from being affected by the Kedush Shalt It's again, if he's in a state of Shukha Kalisurish, that's a simmer that he is simply not being, I'll call it, hypnotized by the tefillin. That's Haskadas. That's what I believe is Peshat in the, in the, in the Ramah. I found very similar to this in the Emek Brocha, the Emek Brocha says, Avada in the Ramah, the, 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 and it does not mean to limit it to Sukhok and Kalis Roish. It can be other instances as well. It doesn't explain it the way the Darikhs are just just gone to. I'm trying to be mugged at it a little better than we did in the Shea. I've had a little bit of difficulty being mugged at it. But that, I think, is at least the beginning of a Hagdara, even if it's not absolutely clear, but the beginning of the Hagdara to explain the shit of the Tamidir Abinayono. The one difficulty that Emek Barakat does have, and that is he says he doesn't understand why should Hesach Hadas be an Ikub in the Mitzvah of, or, or in the Mitzvah. Okay, so the person is Siyatat, but that makes me completely also to put on tefillin, exempt from the mitzvah of tefillin, if I'm Messiah Das. The whole idea like that, like the sit. Where do we get that from? But the Emes, I would say, you know where we get it from? We get it from, how do Chazal know that? From what HaKadosh Baruch said to Yechezkel, Pe'edecho Chavisholecho, from which Chazal learned that a person who's in a state of tzar, a person who's an Ovel, he is potter from tefillin at least the first day. And Chazal say, why? What's HaKadosh Baruch saying? Because that's a state of Hesach Adas. He will not be able to be affected by the Kedush of the Tzfilin. And therefore, they will just remain Tzfilin, Sheh, Alorish. And therefore, he is part from Tzfilin. And from there, Chazal learnt out this idea that Hesach Adas is an intrinsic part, or intrinsic ikub to the, to the Mitzvah. Um, continuing on, in fact, just before we continue on, just one, one last point. That could be a little bit of the Omek and the Rosh that we mentioned, the Tosfus a little bit here, but it's more the Rosh in, in uh, Rosh Hashanah. When the Rosh addresses what is a Poshe Yisrael Begufa, he says, the Rif says, Peshat is that he never puts on Tzfilin. Comes along the Rosh and says, no, it's somebody who in a state of rebellion refuses to, to put on Tzfilin, he makes a mockery of them. We said, why do you have to go from one extreme to the other? The Teretz is because the Rosh is ad- addressing what's Peshat Pesha Yisrael Begufon. What's Begufon? So Bishlam of the Fizarif, he's never ever put on Tzfilin. So I understand that's, that's, that, that's a Pagam in the Guf. But according to us, we don't have the gear that he's never put on Tzfilin. So why is that Beguf? The Teretz is because if a person, he's, he's in a state of rebellion, he doesn't put on Tzfilin. He makes a mockery of them. That shows that he's living an antithesis to the life of Tefillin. That is, this shows that instead of the, the, the Kedush of Tefillin being injected into his body, that shows that his body has been infiltrated by an opposing tumor. No, if a person doesn't put on Tefillin out of laziness, that could be, it's like a, a stalemate. But if a person in a state of rebellion is Peshea, that shows that his body has been injected with the opposite Kedusha, the opposite of the Kedusha of Tzfilin, the Tumor which is opposing it, and that's why 
he's making a mockery of the tefillin. That's Pesha Yisrael Begufon. There's a, there's a tumor inside his body. And that could be even one day. Even if one day he doesn't put on tefillin. It doesn't have to be Le'olam. But that shows that his guf has got a pegah. Perhaps that's a little bit, just a little bit, of what the, of what the Rosh is trying to get at. Um, there's just one other little Nakud that we mentioned, that is, Tosius and Rosh Hashanah brings up a Chilton and says, somebody who is also can tell his pot from Tefillin. And the Ram says in Rosh Hashanah that he's either because of Ace of for Potsam and Amitzvah, or because Tefillin is an Ois, Tefillin is an Ois. And we just sort of were, were, were sort of mantic it a little bit by saying, because Peshat is, that when a person is also can the Shekhinah envelops his head. That Kedusha sort of infiltrates his body, that Kedusha of Torah, the Shekhinah, comes inside. And we know he's dope to the Shekhinah when he is learning Torah. But as we said, and perhaps I'll just sort of close this Indian with, with coming full circle to those words of the Me'iri. That a person has to have a goof knocking when we're into Philin, that means to be empty of, of Averis, to be empty of Hirhurim, anything which is an antithesis to the, to the, to the Kedusha of Tefillin, because otherwise the Kedusha of Tefillin will not be able to permeate his body. He will be, as we said, Tefillah Sha'ala Rosh, Tefillah Sha'al Rosh, but it will not be Tefillah Sha'barosh. That is the state he will be in. And just to conclude with the words of the Gemara in, in Brothers, the Gemara said there, if a person wants to be what is Kabbalah Tomach Shamaim Shalema? It means he gets up in the morning, he excuses himself, Nifneh, then he's noted Yodov, puts on Tfilin and wears Kriya, and, and, and says Kriya Shalom. We said, what's Nifneh got to do with it? The tentative being excused is not just getting rid of physical, uh, unwanted material. It's also getting rid of byproducts, spiritual byproducts, because we know food has the spiritual side to it as well. Once a person rids himself, of those Hirhurim, Arberis, etc., etc. He then washes his hands. The hands which, okay, we've, uh, we spoke about when we were in Masechus Brochus, Netilas Yodayim is raising up the materialistic. And then he puts on the Tefillin. He connects to the Rebbe Shalom and his Makabalah Shamayim. That is the ultimate show of the Vekas of Kabbalah Samach Shamayim. With that, let's continue on and see what the story is with Elisha Balkanapayim. Says the Gemara, why was he called Balkanofayim? The Gemara senses there must be a story here. Shepamachas, because one time, a few lines into the Gemara, Gozra Malchus Romi, the Roman Malchus made a Gezero, Romi or Rasha, Gezero Ali Sos, Shukola Minyak Tfilin, anyone who puts on Tfilin in Akaris, Moichai, they will poke out his brain. Which we explained fits, so to speak, Midor Keneged Midor. Because if a person, perhaps because as we said, if we're not keeping the mitzvahs as we should, if the tefillin are not permeating our being, they remain just tefillah she'alorosh, they haven't permeated the brain, then the punishment is that Rome are able to gain a foothold. We know it's they're able to rachmon and isan yinakaras mocha pick out that brain which has been perhaps permeated by the tumor, by the tumor of Rome. He was Moshe Nefesh. He would put them on, and he'd go out into the shuk. A certain Roman policeman saw him, and he ran away from him. The policeman ran after him. When the policeman reached him, Elisha took them off his head, and he held them in his hand. The Roman policeman said to him, What's this in your hand? He said to him, 
it's these feathers of the it's the wings of, of, of the feathers of, of the of the uh, of the dove. Poshat is he opened up his hand, and hey presto, there they were, feathers of a yon. Lefichov therefore Kurinosa, and in fact I think it's more likely here it means the wings of a dove. Lefichov Kurinosa Elisha Balkanofaim, that's why it's called Elisha Balkanofaim, as we mentioned, Morgan Avron brings it. This is where it comes from the idea of tying up the twin and afterwards in the form of wings. At least the Shal Rosh, but many of the men like even the Shal the Shaliat. The fact that he held them in his hand, by the way, it could well be again, this connects back to something we've spoken about in the past. That the Gemara says in Brachis, that it says that the Chulu Kisivi Be'edroi, and as the Rashba explains, the Tfilah Shalrosh encapsulates everything in the world, all the Koichis in the world, but they all stand back to the Yad Hashem. But not on the Yad, the Ox on the Yad, he held them in his hand, connecting to the Tfilah Shalyad. It says that everything in this world, it's not subjugated to the to the prowess of Rome and all they stand for. It's subject to the yard of the Rebbeinu Shalino. As we'll see, that's what the Kanfi Yoino represents. The connection to the Rebbeinu Shalino. The Gemara asks, let's just first see what the Gemara says. Umayshin al-Kanfi Yoino, why did he choose to say the, the, the wings of, of a dove, Mish'ar is more than any other bird, Mish'im Da'amsil, Kanesi Sisor, the Yoino, because Klal Yisrael, the Knesset Yisrael, is compared to a dove. Shneman says, "Kanfi Yoyno, the wings of a of a dove, Nechba Bakesh, covered in silver, begum, etc." Ma Yoyno Kanofel Meginus Alav, just as the the dove, its wings protect it when anyone comes to take its young or anything like that, it flaps its wings and it's able either to run away or it fights with the ends of its wings. Something apparently other birds do not do. After you saw Mitzvahs Meginus Alav, and so to Klal Yisrael, the Mitzvahs protect. That's the Peshat in the Gemara. Now, Tosus Frek de Kasha, and that is, how could he take them off his head? The Gemara says in Sanhedrin that a person has to die al Kiddush Hashem for three cardinals. The Bishas Gezeras Hashmat, a person has to be prepared to give his life up for all the mitzvahs. How could he take them off his head? So Tosus answers that here was different because that's only when a person does something that makes him look like a goy. But here when he takes off tefillin, there's many, many of Klal Yisrael who are not wearing tefillin. And therefore that does not go into what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin. The Ram gives another couple of answers. He makes a tefillin between a mitzvah sase and a mitzvah lois sase. A mitzvah sase, he says, you're not to give up your life because you're not doing an isabi yodayim. And another chirik, he says, is it doesn't apply to something which they can, by force, take the mitzvah away from you. They can lock you up in prison and take the tefillin away such that you won't be able to put on the tefillin. But there's one very basic question asked around, whichever shot you take. But if that's the case, if he was not allowed to give up his life, then how was he allowed to give up his life? How can he risk his life to start with to wear the tefillin? Surely it's Chayim Misa for that. Answers the Ram, no. He has Rashus. He's allowed to give up his life. He's allowed to. And on the contrary, he'll be Makabal Schafrit, because that's what Chazal say, called Mitzvah Shemosru Nefesh, whatever we are Mason Nefesh for, Bishal Sashmad, Muchsekes Biodon. And even if it's a Mitzvah Durabonon, like Daniel gave up his life, or he put his life in danger for the Mitzvah of, of, of Tfilah, Tfilah which is Durabonon. However, if you take a look at the Rambam, and you say the Atayra, Perek Hei, Aloch Gimel, Aloch Dalit there, 
It's mashma if you're not allowed to give up your life, if you, sorry, if you're not mechir to give up your life, it's forbidden. He doesn't make any exceptions. So what's going on here? So you say, yeah, the chinuch seems to hold the same thing, but the chinuch nonetheless makes an exception if it's an olam godol. Yeah, that could well be shots with the Rambam, especially as they point out, though I haven't seen it inside, but apparently in the Egeres Teimon, the Rambam writes there that a person who's most nefesh for such thing, Harizem Meshubach. So it sounds like a stira. Could be. There's a difference between an Odom Godol. But then as we can add a little bit. We'll come back. That, that, that sort of shot we could well suggest. But let's, let's be masbe a little bit. I'd like to suggest, first of all, that it could be that, according to the Rambam, he doesn't hold with any of these answers. Tosfus the Ram. He held that he was mechuyot to give up his life whether it's an assay, a loisa assay, it doesn't make a difference. He was mechir to give up his life because it was gazera sashmat. But he did that. He wore the tefillin. Otherwise, why would he wear the tefillin? Did he want to die? Did he not want to die? The tenet is he knew he was mechir to do so. And therefore, he put on the tefillin. And he, so to speak, presented himself and said, look, I'm standing up. I'm making a kiddush Hashem. Once you've made that kiddush Hashem, if you can do something to get out of the predicament, go ahead. But as long as you are Mekadish Hashem, you're prepared to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And that's what he did in the beginning. He knew he could be shot there and then. The Roman could shoot an arrow at him. I don't know. But he managed to run away, put them in his hand, and an ace happened. That's perfectly fine. The Kersen Mishnah, by the way, says something very similar. He says, because as long as you've worn them for one moment in the day, then you've been Mekayim the Mitzvah. Then you can take them off. The only problem I've got with that is, but surely he's already been been wearing them before he saw the officer. He should have put them on inside and taken them off. And as you say, that's the get of how much you similar to what we're saying, that's how much if you want to be Moisa Nefesh, you've got to be Moisa Nefesh for the Kiyom mitzvah. And the Kiyom mitzvah is wearing them one moment. So as long as you wear them one moment in public, in front of him, you'd be Moisa Nefesh for the mitzvah. It could be that's what the Kesem Mishnah means, which is along the same lines as we've said. But I thought perhaps we could add, and with this we can be Miyashev, the, the Rabbeinu Hanan, the Rabbeinu Hanan of Daf Kuf Lamed. He says, this whole Gemara about Ksrich and Guf Noki, that's not, that's not Lahalokha. And by the way, according to that, that answers up the stira from the Gemara in, in Sukkah. This is not Ali B'de Hilchasot. And therefore that which Rava says, that Shabayishon, that means Afir Hashem Asarai, that's not Ali B'de Hilchasot. What's it talking about? It's saying if a person thinks he's going to be He's coming to a time because they are so smart. And he wants to be able to run away whilst wearing tefillin and a nace happened for him. Make sure you've got a good knocky in order that you'll say for the nace. Says the Tetzal Rosh here, that can't be pshat. Because we know Chazal say that a person has to hand himself over to die. If you hand yourself over Amanos that a nace will be done, a nace will not happen. But according to what we've said, we can answer it out. The pshat is you're going to hand yourself over to die. That's what Elisha Barkanafine did. At that first moment he handed himself over, he was prepared to die. Just he knew if he can run away and take off the tefillin and an ace will happen. He would have been Mekayim both. He would have been Bechol Nafshech, he would have handed himself over, prepared to die in the truest way possible. And yet, he would have lived. To be Mekayim Bechol Nafshech is the game we spoke about in Brokha. It doesn't mean the person actually has to die, he has to be Mukhan. Every moment of your life, that if the, 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 the person came here and now and wanted to shoot me, if I, if I don't, uh, if I, if I don't uh, convert or something, I'll say, go ahead. 
You've got to be prepared. And he was prepared. That first moment he was prepared. And therefore he was moisting himself to die. And therefore a nace can, you can so to speak, prepare yourself such that I'm handing myself over to die with the dust and I'll run away and maybe a nace will happen for me. And you know what? If a person's got that gufnaki, says the Rabbi Khan, a little bit of a chidush, then a nace can happen. One last point we spoke about, and that is, why did he pick, okay, we've explained why he picked the, the wings of a, of a dove, but why a bird at all? Clarissa are compared to all sorts of things, to roses, to vineyards, why, why dafka that? So we said it could well be that it connects to the mitzvah of Shiduach HaKem. The mitzvah of Shiduach HaKem, as I mentioned from Diane Erentroy, is the idea that the mother bird is prepared to die for its young. And we explained that's why middle connected middle. You think the mother's dying, but it's for the sake of continuity. The same as with Kibbutz Vo'ein. Sometimes people think by giving up something of Yiddishkeit, no, he'll live. He's not living. Because if a person is disconnected from Torah, that's not, that's not Hemshech. That's not Arichus Yomim. Mitzvah, as we say, comes from Loshen Tzavuso. You're accompanied by Hashem. Torah is more than that. It's direction. It's Heirah. As the Gemara says in Seitah, on the post Kinah Mitzvah Vatera Ur, that the Mitzvah will give a person that little bit of light. It's accompanying him along the way. But Torah is Ur, it's a guiding light. That's like the Amud HaShachar. If a person forsakes the Torah, don't think he's living through that. No, on the contrary. That is, that's the opposite. Arichus Yomim means that he will, the way, the, way, the, way, the way we sort of like to touch it up is like this. They say there's Arichus Yomim in Kamas and in, and in, and in Eichus. You've only got 24 hours in a day. But if a person is most nefesh for his children, as for his grandchildren, for his Talmidim, etc., all their learning will be added to his account, to the parents and the grandparents, etc. Which means in any given, any given day, there won't be just be 24 hours possible to learn. For every child that learns, just imagine you've got 10 children, they're all sitting and learning. Every hour, the father learns and the 10 children learn. That's 11 hours. What an amazing... That's Ari Chusyomin. Sandy told me that Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch, he says, you know, Chazal said the word Machane can be Loshen Zochan, Loshen Akeva. It says in Parashas Yishlach, when Yaakov split his camps, he said, Im Yoda Isov, Elamachane Hoachas Vekohu, that's Elamachane Hoachas, that's the weaker camp, that's the one he manages to smite, that's the Nekeva, although it says Vekohu. And then it says, Vohiyohamachane Hanishor, that's the stronger camp. That's the Loshan Zohar. That's what Rabbi Shem said. And I said you can add a little bit more to it. The Peshat is, yes, we suffer blows. We suffer the Holocaust. A third of jury. But don't think, no, it was just the strongest ones that prevailed. It's more than that. As the Ramban says, it's not maybe there'll be a remainder. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises that Klal Yisrael is eternal. And that camp which remains will grow stronger from it. It may be fewer in number, but just look at what happens afterwards. After the Holocaust, look at the yeshivas, the schools, etc., which have sprouted as a result of it. Of course it was a, a major, major blow to Klal Yisrael, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises, that will be a Lashen Zohar, that will be 
you may be Moisa Nefesh, but that's Muchzekes Biyodim, as we said. If you're Moisa Nefesh Bishas Hashmat, a parent, a leader like Elisha, that's Pshat, maybe that's Pshat in the Chinuch, a leader has the right to be Moisa Nefesh. Why? To ensure the continuity of Kladi's And just taking it one tad deeper, and this will close the Inyan. The Zayar HaKadosh says that the, that the, the, um, the mother bird, that's the Shekhinah. The children is Knesset Yisrael. It refers to us going into Golis. We must ensure that just like our Kodesh Prophet says, I will not forsake you, we do not forsake Hashem. We have to remain together. And that's yet a further quality of the Yonah. The Yonah Chazal tell us stays faithful to its mate. We must remain faithful to Hashem. And our Kodesh Prophet in turn, throughout Golis, it may be a hidden hand, that our Kodesh Prophet will remain faithful to us. Concluding with the words of Tosfos, the brings from the Medrash. And now that a kudah of this bird is it's unique, it never stops flying. When it gets tired, it rests one wing and it flies with the other wing and then alternates. Times are tough. We don't always see the hand of Hashem. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu will never, ever rest. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never disconnects from Kral Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will never allow the bird of Kral Yisrael, that Yoino, to stop flying. We go through hard times, but as Hashem, the day will come... If we hold on to the mitzvahs, we'll, we'll be flying strong, high with those two wings. Let's continue on with the Gemara now. They asked the following shayla, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda who said, there's a difference between Dako and Gaso. Dako, you can't do Atmona with. Gaso, you can. Is he just going back, Rabbi Yehuda and the Seroshan Is he just going, or should I say, is he also going back on the case of Haroshan? Avadi is going on the Na'erishal Pishtom. But is he also going back on the case of Na'erishal Pishtom? On Na'erishal Pishtom, is he only going on the case before it, the last case in Na'erishal Pishtom? So Toshima, the Tanya of Yodo Omen, Na'erishal Pishtom, Dako. There you go, it's Na'erishal Pishtom. Haru Kazevel. If it's Dako, then it's like fertilizer, which is Mosif Hevel. Shinami no, you see from here, Na'erishal Pishtom, Koyo is only going back on that case. Shinami no, good proof. Says the next Mishnah. Toymen in Bishlochin. It's murder to do hatmono with skins, hides of an animal. And it's murder to move them. In other words, they are not muksa. Whereas the gizei temer, a person, a person, um, when it comes to the gizei temer, when it comes to, to shearings of wool, that you can do hatmono with, but you cannot move them. They are muksa. So what should you do if you've done hatmono with the gizei temer? So, what do you do about taking the lid off if you want to get to the food? The answer is no to that. I kiss you, no problem, take the lid off. The Hinoclus and let the Gizit Temer just fall to the side. That's Tiltman outside and you can take your food out. Rashi says, no till he says, what's the problem here? The Rosh and Rashi is Kisa Loesa, Zesha Tomaban, Kisa Yitzakadirasa, Hilvos of Tartalon, Shari Tumuno Kulabahen. And we said, it's worth thinking about, is that the same as the Shitta of the Chidoshia Haram? What I mean to say is, we talked about what we talked about at the beginning of the Perek with the uh, Hatzmona B'Mixas. The Rashba wanted to prove from here that Hatzmona B'Mixas is also considered Hatzmona. Because he says here clearly the lid is not covered, otherwise well, it's not completely covered, otherwise how do you manage to get to the lid? So the Chidush Aram responded to that. He said it could be it is completely covered. How do you manage to get to the lid? The answer is there's a handle which protrudes. I wonder if that's what Rashi means here as well. Shari Tumuna Kula Bohen. And by the same token, the Rambam in Pirisha Mishnaya says that the, 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 the pot is covered with a piece of cloth and then you put the shillings of wood on top. So how do you get to it? The answer is take the piece of cloth. Once again, I've got this picture in my mind. 
Kanjada of the cloth is sticking out at the edges, folded over the sides. Once again, giving the impression that, giving the idea that it could well be it's completely covered. Do they mean that, therefore, to back up the position of the Kiddush And therefore, could it be that they hold, like we tackle hold, that Hatzmono means, and others, the Ramal, the Ramal shifts, that Hatzmono means fully covered. Something to think about. Um, the Gemara then continues on. In fact, before the Gemara, uh, sorry, the Mishnah continues on. When it says, Notel Kisui, so we say what you do is you take the cover off. So Rashi says, Rashi's got another problem, that is, how can you take the cover off? If the Gizeh Tzema, which are on top, are Muksa, so how can you take the, 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 the uh, cover off, the lid? Isn't it, it, isn't it a bosses? Says Rashi, no. Because the lid is, has still got Teras Kli on it, because it's there to serve the pot, not the shearings of wool. And we explain Peshat is based on Rashi early in the Masechta. That the vault of, of a, of a bosses, Rashi and Memzayan says, that when it becomes a bosses, it becomes bottle, to the thing on top of it. And therefore it becomes top of it and it loses its status of Kli, and that's why it's Moksa. Here says Rashi, it is a Kli. Number two, it's not bottled to the Gizeh Temer. On the contrary, the Gizeh Temer are bottled to the lid. They are serving the lid, not the other way around. The lid is serving the pot, and that's why it is not a bosses. And this is backed up by the Ran, who says it's black and white. Rabbi Lozalem he says, what if you want to actually be, you can't get the food out now, you've taken the lid off, so how do you get to the food? He said, don't take the pot out, because you may not be able to get it back in. So rather, Kupa, if you've got, take the box, remember you've got the pot inside the box, swaddled there, take the box, mat out it, and tilt it on its side. Then no time to take the food. Shemayitol, because maybe you'll take the pot out, the inner yochal lahachazir. Shemayitol, the inner yochal lahachazir. Maybe he'll take the pot out, and you won't be able to put it back in, because the Gizeh Tema will all cave in. And since they are muksa, you're not going to be able to put the pot back because you can't move the gizitzema into the right position. And we're worried that you may come to move muksa. So, but don't take the pot out to start with. Whereas the chachomim, the chachomim say no to the take it out and put it back. And the Gemara is going to explain later on that means about it. If it does cave in, you can't do anything. But we're not worried. We're not going to stop you taking it out because of a chashash. You may come to move muksa. That's the way Rashi explains, and that's the way most Rishonim explain it. However, if you look at the Rabbim and Pirish HaMishnah, he explains it in a different way. He says that we're worried if you take the pot out, maybe the Gizetema will collapse in. And then, when you put the pot back, you may move the Gizetema around the pot. And that's like doing Hatzmono for the first time on Shabbos, which is forbidden. Now, why does the Rabbim not want to explain that Rashi? I think the reason is very simple, because Muksa is Durabono. We're not going to make a Gazeera, because you may come to move Muksa. So you may say, yeah, but Hatzmona is also Durabono. But remember, Hatzmona is a very stringent Durabono. And therefore, that, he says, we would be worried about. That may be why the Rambam learns like that. The Beis Yosef points out that according to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, it was followed that it's Labdafka Gizeh Temer. It's nothing to do with Muksa now. Even if you've got, let's say, Temer, Tevin, which is not Moksa, the same thing. Don't take the pot out, says Rabbi Lozman Azari, because you may come to move it back into position. Anything which could cave in, Rabbi Lozman Azari will say the, say the same halacha. And we pointed out, according to the Gersh, at least we've got in Pirish Mishnah, because remember it's been translated, 
it's talking about Tevin, which would fit. We're not talking about Gizeh Tevin, we're talking about Tevin now. Why does the Rama change it to Tevin? To tell you, it doesn't make a difference, nothing to do with Moksa. Um, Rabbi Kiva Ega, Tosfos Rabbi Kiva Ega, he asks the Kasha. He says, the Rama I'm saying over here, that you can't take the pot out. Rabbi Lozman Azari is saying, you can't take the pot out, because we're worried you may come to put the, uh, the, um, the Gizeh Tzem, whatever it is, put it back, and that would be like Hatzmona Mitzchila. And even the Rafana would agree with that, if you have taken it out and it has caved in, you, as the Gemara is going to say later on, you can't put it back in. He says, I don't understand. It's from the first Gemara later on, uh, sorry, on Nun Aleph, on Medalef. Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel says over there that you could take the sheets off and put other, other, I don't know, blankets on instead for the Hatzmon on Shabbos. That's perfectly fine. And it's Paskin and Shulchan Oruch like that. Rish Nun Zayin, Sif Dalet. And even though the Machala brings the Ramam and he says, Yish Omim, and Rish Nun Tes, Sif Gimel, surely they're contradictory. When you take the blankets off and you put new blankets on, that's like Hatzmon on Mitzchila. What's going on? Why is it any different to here? So the Rashash says he doesn't really understand the, the, the Kasha of Rabbi Kavega, because he says, take a look at the Ramam and Yad Chazoka, Dalet, Dalet, and you'll see. He says clearly, the what is, that Gemara later on, on Nun Aleph, is saying you could take the Kisui, that which is covering the pot. Doesn't mean you take away all the swaddling, you just take the, 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 the part which is on top, that you can swap. But if all the swaddling collapses, then of course you can't do that. That's what the Rashash says. But we said that it could be, we could, we could explain, based on the Yisraelis we discussed on Ahmed Chesom and based from Rashi there, in Chazorah, we said, what's the Issa of Chazorah? Peshat is, if you put the pot down on the ground, or you don't have dust to put it back, whatever it is, Peshat is, you're starting all over. But if I take a pot off, and I have dust to put it back on, and I don't put it down on the ground, the Shehiyah, when Rashi says that it's not about smaller there, it continues on, even when it's not being swaddled. The process of Hatzmala continues on. So too over there. If you take the swaddling material off with dust to put it back on, the Hatzmono continues on. Masha Enkin, if you take the pot out, hoping that maybe everything will stay in position, and then it collapses, that wasn't your plan, then the Hatzmono's all over, and you're starting again if you put it all back into position. And I found that's what the Teferis Yerushalayim, perhaps a bit of what I'm saying comes from there, that's what the Teferis Yerushalayim answers to the Kasha of Rebbe Kivega. The Gemara now starts. Yosef Rabbi Yenosan ben Achinai Rabbi Yenosan ben Anozo. The two, the two Rabbi Yenosans were sitting. The Yosef Rabbi Hanino bar Chama Gabai and Rabbi Hanino bar Chama were sitting together with them. The Komidoyer and they had the following Shaila. Shalochin Shabbat Abayis Tana. When we talk in our Mishnah, we said that you can do Hatzmona with the hides of an animal and they are not Muksa. Is that only if they belong to a Balabayis? Because they've got to use them. You could use them on Shabbos to lie on them, to sit on them. But if they belong to an Ummah and came into Kobe Dalai, since he's mucked with them, he wouldn't put them on the floor because they may get dirty, he won't be able to sell them. In which case they are not Muksa, we can't move them. perhaps The Mishnah means to say even that of an Ummah. And So Amalu Rabbi Yenosim and Elozis, Rabbi Yenosim and Elozis said to them, it's logical, Shabalabayis, and it's only talking about that of a Balabayis. Aval Shal Ummah, but those of an Ummah, Kobe Dalai, he would be mucked with on them. So Amalu Rabbi Hanina Bar Chamas, Rabbi Hanina Bar Chamas said to them, No, that's not true. Kachal Bar Rabbi Yishmael Bar Rabbi Yosi. This is what Rabbi Yishmael Bar Rabbi Yosi said. Abba Shilcha Habo. My father Rabbi Yosi, he worked, he was an Uman who worked in, in Iris. 
The Oman, he said, Hobiu Shalochin, bring along the hides, Venishivalem, and we'll sit on them. Rashi says this took place during the week, but what we're proving from there is, you see that an Oman is not Makpit on them. He's not Makpit. Frektosus, he says, that can't be Peshat. Because if that's all we're proving, then we're proving that Oman's not Makpit, then just bring Shittas Rabbi Yosi. We're going to see Rabbi Yosi says black and white soon. He's going to say it's Mutter, even for those of an Oman, you can move them on Shabbos. So just bring it from him black and white. If you're bringing Rabbi Yossi's opinion, just bring it from what he says black and white. The Rashba adds another kasha to it. The Rashba says, if that's Peshat, it took place on the weekday, you're just proving that Uman's not Makpit, doesn't prove anything. I can tell you, you know what, really an Uman is Makpit. And he's just, he was just being generous, but to the eye and there was guests there, so he says, no, you can use my, my Oris. It's not Peshat, an Uman wouldn't be Makpit. Rather, Peshat says, Tosfus says that Rashba, another Rashadim is, it's talking about on Shabbos. He's saying, even my father, he was an Uman. I'm showing you my Sarah. This was an Uman on Shabbos, an Uman, it was a Talmud Chacham as well. And he, as the Ram puts it, he was obviously certain enough, it wasn't any Sophic whatsoever by him. And he therefore said, bring them even on Shabbos. That's why we, um, that's why we bring Shittas Rabbi Yossi. So Meisve. So the Gemara asks, Nisarin Shabbat but we've learnt, the planks of wood of a balabai, it's metatin in a son, you can move them. The shell omen, but those of an omen, a metatin in a son, you can't move them. But if he thinks about them before Shabbos, you know what, I'm going to use them to, as like a trade to present uh, bread to my guests. Then even if they belong to an omen, metatin, you can move them. Al Kopodim, you see there's a chiddah between a balabai and an omen. So the Gemara says, Shani Nisorim, Nisorim are different. The copied alayu because a person is makpid on them. When it comes to planks of wood, a woman would be makpid on them. Masha inkain hides, maybe hides are much harder wearing, and therefore he would not be makpid on them. Toshma, come and listen to the next raya. Oyrois, when you're talking about hides, bein avudin and shein avudin, whether they've been tanned or not, they've already started the tanning process on them, or they've already finished, I suppose, even. Muta the tartar of Shabbos, either way, it's muta to move them on Shabbos. Loi omru avudin inyan The only point that avudin has to do with is not to do with Shabbos, it's to do with Hilchas Tum and Tahara. When it comes to Tum and Tahara, then once it's avudin, it's makabal tumah. If it's enon avudin, then it's not makabal tumah. As an aside, we said we didn't really go through the, the, the toast there, Loi omru. But we just pointed out the one you say that Tosh was brought to the ends, the rebrings, and that is the link between Shabbos and Tumah is that if it's reached such a stage that if you were to be miyachid it as a kli, it would be makabel Tumah, and you'd have to be miyachid it to be makabel Tumah. Then, when it comes to Shabbos, even if you have not actually been miyachid it, since you could be miyachid it, it would become a kli. Such that it would be makabel tumah, even if you're not miyachid it, you can move it. It you can move it on Shabbos. But now the Gemara comes to its point. My love, don't you think loshon al shabalabais veloshon al shaluman? Then it makes no difference whether these odors belong to a balabais or an uman. In which case, this backs up what we said before with Rabbi Yosi. So we say no, no shabalabais is talking about that of a balabais. So asking more about shaluman mice. So what's the halacha with an uman? Aimetalsedin. When it comes to Asun and Ulman, we will start making a difference between Avudin and Ein Avudin, because Avad, if they're Ein Avudin, you wouldn't be Makpid, because let them get dirty, they've still got a, a long way to go. So, is that the case? With an Ulman, we'd make a distinction? 
Se'iyochi, if so, hold the Tony that which we taught, that the Omer Abutin Edo, the Inyan Tumma Lubav, we made the distinction when it comes to Tumma, Liflok Veresni Bididor, make it Chirik within itself, i.e., Ba'med, Varam Amurim, with Shabbos, that you can move it, B'Shev Al-Abayis, Al-B'Shev Uman, no, when it comes to Numan, there there's a distinction. So the Gemara says, no. Kula Babalabais Kamari, we want to stick, the whole Brisa there is talking about Abalabais, it's not talking about Numan. As Rashi said, as Rashi explains, I think the Chochmas Monarch explains Rashi, that if you say, this is the Alokha with Shabbos, with the Balabais, this is the Alokha with regard to Tumor, as for an Uman with Shabbos, that I can work out, it's pretty straightforward, it's logical. But if you were only to tell me what well, Alokha is with Shabbos, with an Uman and a Balabais, with Tumor, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily know the Halokha. That's why we prefer to stick to, to, stick to a Balabais and explain the Halokha for a Balabais of Shabbos, and the halacha of tumah. And as for an uman, but Shabbos, you'll apply it yourself. Says the Gemara, the Gemara concludes, Ketanoi, it's actually a machlech tanoim, Oresha balabayis, metatilin eson, you can move them on Shabbos, for shalom, those of an uman, e metatilin eson, Rabbi Yossi, e Rabbi Yossi says, echot zev, echot zev, metatilin eson, makes no difference, as we expect, shit Rabbi Yossi is, either way, you can move them on Shabbos. And that is the way we paskin. We pass and it makes no difference whether, as we said, my Rav, based on the story at the top of the page, that both those of an Uman and a Balabais, obviously, you can move them on Shabbos. There is one uh, important Nukudah, and by the way, being Avodah Mesh in an Avodah as well, but there is one important Nukudah, and that is that the Tosus at the bottom of Mem Tesamad Aleph brings steers from Gomorrahs elsewhere, and brings Rashi's answer. Rashi's answer to the question is that the Chiluk is whether you're talking about Behemoth Gasa or Behemoth Dako. Behemoth Gasol, those are roi for a person to lie on them. Dako not so. And therefore, Agamor is only talking about Behemoth Gasol. Whereas there are being a time mix, the Chilot, nothing to do with Dako or Gasol, it's to do with whether they are dry or moist. If they're moist, you can't sit on them. We pass in like the Rabinatam, that is, the Machaba brings the shit of the Rabinatam, the Chilot is whether they are Yevashin or Lachin. The Ramah mentions Rashi Shita as a Yesh Omrim, but says in the Mishnah Bura, the Ika Halacha goes. This, I think the Shem Be'er goes with the, with the Rabbi Natal. Um, obviously when it comes to, to Nisorin, there, there is a chiddah between a Balabais and an Uman as we got it in the Gemara. Just there is one important Nakud and that is, the Orach HaShulchan says, in case you're, you're thinking about uh, anything for nowadays, he says nowadays no one sits on skins on the floor, we don't put them on the floor, and therefore nowadays, um, Menastam, they would be muksa unless you're miyachi them before Shabbos, for some purpose of lying on or sitting upon. He says, but they would only be, this is something we didn't mention in the share, they would be a kli shemalachte le'isso. You can move them the tzerach kufa and the kona. The reason being because, I think what, I, the way I understand it is, because be'etzim a person's not makhid on it, it's still not muksa machmas chisar and kiss. Just, it's got no use on Shabbos. The use it's got on Shabbos is for isso. It's got no use of hata, because a person never uses it for lying upon. So that's why you have to be miyachid. That's what it seems to be the Peshat and the Orach HaShulchan. But what I did find interesting is, when it comes to the Nasorin, as we said, the Chirah between those of an Uman and a, and a Balabais, he finishes off and he says, so to Nasorim of a of Seicharim and Chemvenim, they also are Makpid on them, and therefore they are Muksa as well, but like a Klisha Malachta Le'isa. And I'm not absolutely sure why. Because as he says, a person is makpid on them. And there's absolutely no doubt what the Gemara means when it, as far as I know at least, when it talks about being makpid, if, it's, if a person's makpid, it means it's going to be machmas chisar and kiss. 
And I saw, for example, Shulchan Aruch Harav, and Sif Nuntesta, and Shemcha Sif Nuntest, he says, in the case of the Nesorim, the Nesorim of the Uman, they are definitely Kali, uh, sorry, they are Machmas Chisar and Kis. So unless the, the, the Aruch HaShulchan means to make a Chidot between an Uman and Seicharim, uh, like Chemanim, I'm not sure why though, if they're still Makpid on them, you wouldn't use them for anything else. I'm not sure exactly what he means. I'm not sure exactly what he means. But as is Hashem, perhaps when we learn more about Hilchus Moksa, um, we will be Zoycha to understand that bit a little better. The Gemara then continues on. The last Lugia we're going to do now. Hodor Yosve up to the two dots there, coming towards halfway down, Mentes on the base. Hodor Yosve, the three of them were sitting there again, Bakomi Boyeru, and they had the following Shaida. Hodis now, Nabish, we learn in the Mishnah in Kla Godel, Ovis Malachis, Aboyim Chose Achas. There are 39 Ovis Malachis. Connected me. To whom do they correspond? How do Chazal know this 39? As Tosu say, well, you take that same Marathi, which is sifting, right? sifting through a sieve, and Boira, which is picking out, picking the good from the bad, or bad from good, etc., etc., winnowing, which is also separating the chaff. They're all very similar. How do Chazal know to make those as three separate Malachas? How do you, it must be they knew, we assume they must know this 39 Malachas. How do they know? So, Omar Rabbi Chani Rabachamas, Rabbi Chani Rabachamas, he said to them, Kenegad and by the way, Tosfos learns these are two independent shittas. And the way he explains this shitta is, it corresponds to the Avodos and the Mishkan. Meaning, we know from the juxtaposition of the Mishkan, the words of the Mishkan, to the Pasha of Shabbos, that anything which was done in the Mishkan can't be done on Shabbos. And it was up to Chazal to decide that these three are considered, um, sort of, not similar enough to be considered one of Malacha, and therefore they divided it up and they made it into 39 Malachas. You can call it Ruach HaKodesh, but that's what they decided. So, Amalu Rabbi Yenosan Rabbi Lozis, Rabbi Yenosan Rabbi Lozis, he said to them, no. Karacham Rabbi Shem Rabbi Yitzvay they had a starting point. They knew there were 39 Malachas. Keneged Malacha Malachtoi Umelecha Shabbatoiro. They counted up, and I'm sorry, obviously, that you count up how many times it says in the Torah the word Malacha, Malachtoi Umeleches, but you could really just limit that to Malacha Umeleches with any prefix or suffix. And they counted it up, and you'll find that our our boyim chose achas thirty nine, and therefore they knew there were thirty nine melachas to be made up, and that's why they divided these three to, uh, into, into made them into three to make up the thirty nine. That, as I said, Tosfos are two independent shittas. There's a very interesting. I'm not going through the whole cheshbon again. There was a shir we um, it was on a Sunday shir of Parshas Nitzavim Vayelech, I believe. Uh, the English date for anyone who wants to pick out this year, it's, uh, I think it must have been the 14th of September. Um, and that, we, 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 uh, we went through this Rabbeinu Hanana and Ravon, who's a Talmud of the Rabbeinu Hanana. We, we tried to work through the Cheshvan, tried. It's very, very difficult. Because he says there's 61 times it says in the Torah of the word, Malach, Malachas, etc. In absolute truth, it says it's actually 65. So we had to work out which four he's not counting. And then... What the Rabbi Nachman himself already begins, or he does, but we have to sort of, uh, uh, sort of work out the coding in the, in the Rabban and the, and the Rabbi Nachman, how you get from 61 down to, as we're going to see in a second, it's down to 40. So you have to knock off 21. Most of them are pretty straightforward. It's more that, but there are a few which are not absolutely clear what he meant. And as I said, for more information, take a listen to that share. There's a handout with that share as well, with a list of all the times in the Torah and uh, some sort of uh, coding there to work out, and um, key I should say, to work out which ones are included and which ones not. But the Gemara is going to just deal with a couple here. 
Boy Rav Yesiv, Rav Yisvatus asked the following Shaiva. Vayova Havaisal Asis Malachte. When it says that Yesiv came to the house of Potiphar to do his work, Miminyonahu, Elo, is that included in the count or not? So Omade Abaye, so Abaye said to Rav Yesiv, the Desi Sefetera within me, so just bring along the Sefetera and count it up, and we'll see. If you've only got 38 without it, then you know it must be the 39th one. Mila Omar Rabba Baba Chana, Omar Rabbi Yechum, didn't Rabba Baba Chana say Bishim Rabbi Yechum, and it's also Misham. They didn't move from the Achevihu Sefetera until they brought Sefetera among them and counted them up, and as Rashi says, it must be in a time they had some some doubt about the number of letters, with something to do with the Cheshman with letters. So, um, Omar Leis, he said to him, he says, it's not going to help. Because what's my sophic? Because it writes in the Torah of Ahamalokha Hoyesod Dayom. And the Malokha talking about in the Mishkon was enough. Miminyonahu. So now my problem is I've got these two, Ahamalokha Hoyesod Dayom, and I've got the one of Bayova Baisa. If you include both of them, you've got 40. So it must be one of these two if not included. Do we include Vamalokha Yisadayim? And it means to say that the Malokha they did in the Mishkan, the, the building and this and the banging, etc., was enough. In which case, Vahor commander Oman Asit Sarach Nechnas, then the one of Yosef was not included, and in which case you have to say Malachta means he went in to do his business, means to do an Avera with the wife of Potiphar, and just the Diokhneshalov came and protected and stopped, sort of stopped him. Odilmo, perhaps, Vayova Abaisal Asit Malachta Viminyonahu. That's the one in which is included. Chas Vashalim, the Makhliks and Sota about this. There's a man that says, Chas Vashalim, the Yosef HaTzadik went in to do the Avera Avad, it means he went in to do his work that day. In which case, Hokikon, it means to say something else. It doesn't, it means that the Avoida, which means the Avoida of bringing the materials, that was enough. You know, as Moshe said to them, stop bringing, and the Gemara says, Teiku. Al-Kaponim, what you see from this is, Whatever has to do with just havoro, just sort of carrying, bringing materials, that's not malocha that we're looking for. In other words, and that's already a clue, these 39 which we're looking for have to be malocha in the sense of actually doing, not just bringing. Or uh, like, for example, 3 bx today in Vayechud HaShemayim, because Hashem didn't do, but did Nasu, and so on and so forth. It has to be ones which are doing, it's got to be ones which are saying, don't do malocha, as opposed to the ones written, Sheshes Yomim, Six days malacha can be done, not assay in other words. It can't be the ones which are to do with the answer where it says malacha savaida, because over there, it's to do with, malacha savaida is to, that, that means only malacha, which is not echel nefesh. Shabbos even echel nefesh is also, so we're looking, we're not going to include those, says Rabbi Nechanano. We're not going to include a regular malacha, for example, because the word malacha then also means something else. It means property, the way that Ibn Ezra touches up. It's his moment. This is what we're looking for. It says, Dr. Fidech asked in the Shia, very good kasha. He said, I don't understand. You're not including Malacha, which means bringing. But one of the 39 Malachas is Oitzah. That's one of the 39 Malachas. Let's continue on a little bit. And Bezat Hashem will answer it. And with that, we'll conclude. So we say, Teiku. So Tanya commands the Omar. We've learned in the Brighter, like the one who says, and this is one of the rise of Toshis, that they are two independent Mandal Omar, as we said. We've learned in the Brighter, like the one who says, that it corresponds to the Avedis down in the Mishkan. Nothing to do with the numbers of ta- number of times it's written in the Torah Malacha, etc. The Tanakh is written in the Brisa in Chayovin Ela Al Malacha Shekayitze Boisa in the Mishkan. A person who is only mechuyah for a Malacha on Shabbos has got to be one which was done in the Mishkan. Heim Zoru they sowed they are tamlot Israel and you should not sow. Heim Kotru numbers they used to sow and they used to harvest for the for the uh, plants they used to take the to make the dyes um, for dyeing the 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 um, the ureas. Heim Kotru ba tamlot Israel they. Harvested, you shouldn't do so. Heim heru es hakoroshim ikarakala agolo. 
they took the beams up from the ground, which is the Rosh Hashanah, to the wagon, which is the Rosh Hashanah, because as Tosu says, even though it wasn't actually on the ground, but it had mechitzas, full mechitzas, 10 to 4 high, it had um, the dimensions 4 by 4 to 4 the area in other words, and therefore, lechol adis, that's definitely a Rosh Hashanah, as opposed to the case we had in the first pair, which talked about you had on a pole, high up you had a basket, which was 4 by 4 but you didn't have Nechitz of 10, oh, we used good, we used good Achis to make it into Rosh Hashanah. That is not as poshut as this. This L'chol Adiv, says, says, uh, says Tosfus. So, we say, V'atem L'Tetziu, sorry, V'atem L'Tachnis, from Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah. Heim Horidu Sakharosh, from the Agola, the Karaka, they took the beams down from the Agola to the Karaka, V'atem L'Tetziu, from Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah. So you should not take out from the Rosh Hashanah, to the Rosh Hashanah. Hey, Motsi, Ome Agola, La Agola, they took from one wagon to another, they passed it over the beams. They are templated to you. So you shouldn't do so. My God, what's he doing? What's wrong with that? You're allowed to sit from one room to another. So by the robot, I'm in Shabbat, they both say, Be Tamer of Ada Barabin, some series of Ada Barabu said, It means you go from Rosh Sayochid, you stretch over to another Rosh Sayochid with the Rosh Sayochid in between, as was the case with these wagons, there was a gap between them where you had the ground of the Rosh Sayochid, and that's Taka Osu. Tosus refers us to what he wrote at the beginning of the Mesepta, where he talks about this. These are not all Avnalochis. The only one, as far as Tosus and Motor Shainim hold, Motor Shainim hold, from Rishus Hayok to Rishus Hayok is the only one which is an Avnalocha. Hachnoso, to be Moshit, to be Zerik, these are all told us. So what's going on? And we're learning from, from the, from the Mishkan. So Tosus already said that, you know why? Because it's a Malocha Guruahi. And therefore, if it's not learned out from the Mishkan, it wouldn't even be a Tolda. But says the, says the Balamor here, he says, you should know, it's only Nasmachta. It's only Nasmachta. He says, you should know that the Gemara later on in Klal Godal, I think it is, the Gemara later on at least, it's going to bring, it's going to say, where do we see Hetzar in the Torah? And it's going to bring a posse, by Dainu, we want a posse to show that on Shabbos they were told not to take out. In other words, you see from this, says the Balamor, if, you do not find that they were told on Shabbos you're not allowed to take from a Shetayach to a Shetayach. The fact that it's done in the Mishkan would not be enough to make it also on Shabbos. Why? Because the act of Hetzar is not a proper Malacha. Because you're not doing anything. Exactly what we said earlier. That's not Malacha. That's why we won't include the HaMalacha as That's not a Malacha. That's the answer to Dr. Friday's expression. It's not a Malacha. Now, Voss, we've got a special Chiddush in the Torah, a Posuk, which tells me which we dash to do with Shabbos, that's the Gemara later on. This says the Baal without that, and Ochanami. And that goes together with what we explained at the beginning of the Masech, why it's a Malacha Garua. Because the action itself of carrying is not a Malacha, you're not doing anything. The Malacha itself is Garua. The way we explained it, based on Roshonim at the time was, it's not the Malacha you're high for, it's for the outcome. And since it's the outcome, that's why we can't just say, well, what's the difference between Roshos Harabim to Rishas Hayochid, etc. I mean, the Atom we'd say, what's the difference between taking Rishas Hayochid to Rishas Hayochid? If you're looking at the outcome, if you're looking, sorry, at the action itself, what difference between taking Rishas Hayochid to Rishas Hayochid, Rishas Hayochid to Rishas Hayochid? The answer is not the Malocha. It's not the action, it's the outcome. The action itself is Gornish. That's not a Malocha. The Chiddush of the Torah is that the outcome, the Torah is Makhvit, should not be transferring from one Rishas to another, and therefore is Taka Atol. That brings us to the end of this Chazor Hashem.